Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Claire Marquick, and this is Real Life Business. Welcome to episode number 23 of the Real Life Business Podcast, the show that helps you balance running your business with everything else that goes on in this crazy thing that we call life. Now, before we get into this week's episode, I want to say a massive thank you once again for lending me your ears. Perhaps you've been with me from the beginning, perhaps today is the first time you've tuned in, or perhaps it's somewhere in between. But wherever it is, I want to say thank you because I realize that there is a huge amount of competition for your precious time. So I really appreciate you being here. Now, we are almost at the end of season one, and it has been a huge learning experience for me, as well as having opened up some fantastic opportunities. I've got some super exciting news that I'll let you know a bit more about at the end, so stick around for that. But be sure to sign up for my brand new Real Talk newsletter, which is going to be coming out weekly and will give you weekly doses of me direct to your inbox. I'll be sharing tips and resources on supporting you to grow a business that fits in with your life, sharing more of my own real stories and giving you a sneak peek for what's coming up in the show, as well as what is coming up in this real life business movement. And there are some exciting things, trust me. Now, more than ever, the importance of a healthy mindset and a resilient business are being made abundantly clear. So jump on into the show notes of this episode and sign up now for the Real Talk mailing list and edition number one will be in your inbox real soon. But now back to this week's episode. This week, I am chatting with Bree Jones about focusing on what we want our business to be for us. Brie is a certified intuitive coach passionate about teaching women to awaken their intuition so they can embrace their wild self. Brie lives with her husband and four, soon to be five kids on a farm in the Upper Murray in regional Victoria. She loves farm life, however, battles from the same challenges as myself when it comes to satellite internet connections. So please bear with the moments where we turn into underwater robots and enjoy this inspirational conversation. Bree, thank you so much for joining me. Can you believe we first chatted back in March about getting together to do this recording? And um, in that time, both of us have had to uh, reschedule for one reason or another. I think it's probably testament to what goes on when you're running a service-based business with kids amid a global pandemic, wouldn't you say? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't we start off by um, getting to know you a little bit more? Tell us a little bit more about you and what it is that you do. Yeah, so I'm a mum of four kids and I have one on the way. I'm not sure if I told you that or not. A little whoopsie baby. Oh, um, congratulations. COVID baby, yes, um, which has thrown a big spanner in the works with a global pandemic and <laughs> everything that's going on. Um, and I live in the foothills of the Snow Mountains, so on a farm really in the middle of nowhere. Um, oh, and... <laughs> I just became really, I, I started my I guess my own personal development journey for myself. Um, I was just sick of having low self-worth of, you know, those negative thoughts that go through your head of just feeling like I wasn't, I wasn't good enough. I really felt like I was plagued by those thoughts. And so I started my own journey. And I think for most coaches and, and the mentors and people out there, it always starts with their own journey yep. and your service becomes your medicine. Um, so now I'm, I'm so passionate about teaching women how they can embrace their wild self. And, and when I say their wild self, it's fair to say that we, you, me, all of us are immersed in this validation, approval seeking world. Mm. And, um, and we're obsessed with it. We, we, we need it. We need that approval. Um, so it's breaking away from that need for validation and that need for approval, because when you think about it, that stops us from doing a lot of things that we want to do. It stops us from saying a lot of things that we that we want to do. It stops us from pursuing a business that we want to do or, or leaving a relationship that's not serving us. It stops us from doing so much. So mm-hmm. when we can really sit in our own power and and know that our choices are our choices, regardless of what other people think, that to me is true freedom. And, and that's what I really want to share with other women that that we all hold that power 
I think it's such an important message and you're absolutely right. Well, I can certainly put my hand up and say that was my journey as well um, in terms of uh, becoming a coach. So we, we seek out the information, we seek out the learning for our own development, don't we? And then I guess there's this little yeah. entrepreneurial itch or this little thing inside of us that, that's like, you know what, if this is helping me so much, I could help so many other women or, or, or many, so many other businesses or so many other whatever it is that we're going to coach. Um, it just kind of evolves, doesn't it? And there is so much power in that um, realization that we don't have to get everyone's approval. We can't possibly get everyone's approval, can we? It's impossible. And it's mm. exhausting. Trying to control everybody's opinion of you is exhausting and unachievable. Yet we still try and do it. Um, yeah. So, yeah, being able to break away from that is liberating it's freeing it's like oh such a relief I can just be me and that's good enough <laughs> I love it I love it how long have you been serving your clients for with this awesome empowering message um about four years yeah I don't know where the time has gone I began my own journey I guess um in between my third my my second and third child um and then by the time I had my fourth child in 2000 and 17 I I really began to want to share it's 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 like a need to share it with the world it's not about growing a big business and and being famous it's like this I found this key to liberating yourself from the chains of the world that we're immersed in so here it is who wants it and you just feel so compelled to share it yeah yeah I think it like I, I'm resonating so much. I mean, we, we're both coaches. We do different things, but I think that you that message of um, or that just feeling of oh my god, like there are so many people here I can help, and and I think that's the difference between like a, a, a more online service based business and a physical business, isn't it? Like the, there's really, I mean, I don't, I'm not saying that there's capped potential for people with a physical bricks and mortar business, but when you are, when we, um, the royal we are the service that we're offering, there's almost unlimited potential as to what we can do, isn't there? And do you find that that, that is a freedom for you or do you find that's, that can be a challenge for you? I think both. I, I think that, you know, when you decide to take your own personal development journey into a business and and then the study changes and think I mean I've been studying for you know non-stop for like six years yeah. um th- there's a new it, you you have to become visible so I can be my empowered self at home with my children and my husband but to be that person out in the world and being visible is a really different thing mm. and um and I'm sure that you resonate with that as a coach it's like okay I gotta walk my my what is it? Walk my walk, whatever that saying is. I, talk get it wrong. I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I have to be what I, what, like, it, um, I guess it's the, you can't have that incongruence of this is who I am in, in the, when I'm visible, when people can see me, this is who I am behind the scenes. It's, it's, it's that next step of personal development. Yeah. Um, but the online world means that we can, reach so many people and so many so many more people I mean I have clients that are overseas you know I guess you could say that I have an international business although I don't I don't really say that but I but I do I have clients all over Australia um, you know in Canada and, and in the US and I wouldn't be able to reach those people without being online and I think we're really lucky to live in a time where we have that technology mm. behind us, yeah, or that we can use it to support our business. Absolutely. And that that echoes the sentiment of um, so as as we're recording this, as it's gonna, as it's gonna play back, that echoes the sentiment of what we spoke about last week with Claudine. It hasn't actually gone live yet as we're recording right now, but by the time <laughs> people are listening to this, it will be last week. <laughs> In that she's she's in the UK and and that conversation came up, you know, like that we we could have that conversation um, just the same as you and I are being, you know, tens or hundreds of kilometres apart. And we were thousands of kilometres apart in completely different time zones, yet um, we could have a conversation and we could we could share knowledge and we could share experiences with people. 
And I think, I think again, I think there's a balance there, isn't there? That's a blessing and that's a curse. So when you've got a when you've got a service based business that you operate from home, that you have got the potential of reaching so many different people at the push of a button, there's a real, I find anyway, I don't know about you, a real pressure is the wrong word, but there's a a, a chance that we can be on all the time, isn't there? Like it, it's not yes. like we, we're locking the door of a shop or we're closing up a cafe or we're lo- closing up an office and we're walking and we're going home. Like we can be on all the time, can't we? How do you handle that? Yeah. Um, I think sometimes I don't handle that <laughs> very well. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, I call it, um, sometimes I sink into my addictions. That's what I call it. We all have different addictions and social media scrolling is is one of those and you you can tell yourself that you're being productive and that you're working it's important and it's so not (laughs) um so it, it really takes being honest with yourself and and really setting your priorities like what are what are my priorities what am I wanting to do when I'm at home um and the biggest thing that gets me is when I see my kids on their iPods or you know, watching those people opening toys on YouTube videos. And I'm like, I need to get off my phone. And the the latest, I don't know about your kids, but my kids, they'll watch videos of someone else watching a video and commenting on it. (laughs) And I'm like, how have these people got millions of subscribers? (laughs) I I know, I know, right? We're in the wrong business. We should be opening toys or doing something. My YouTube channel um, is like 30 subscribers or something. I'm like, what? <laughs> we're doing the wrong thing. No, no, we're not. We're not doing the wrong thing. But, you know, it takes being honest with yourself and, and, and checking in with yourself. And, and you can't do that. I think everything's about presence. And when I, when I realize that I'm not being present, sometimes I realize sooner than other times, I check myself and I'm like, Brie, what's going on? Yeah. What, you know, what are you numbing from? Because right now, I don't know if you noticed, but the world's kind of gone a bit crazy and it's really easy to sink into the the fear and the propaganda. And the so I have to be like, oh, get, take me away. I can turn off the internet here because we live in the middle of nowhere, which is great. So I turn it off and I'm like, get outside. You know, we have thousands and thousands of acres to get out on, which we're really, really lucky, but it, but it, I can't, I don't do it as quickly as I feel like I should. Mm. Um, and I don't, but I've got to stop beating myself up about that as well. And I think as mothers and women, we kind of beat ourselves up when we're not being perfect. Oh, um, yeah. And I don't think I've ever been perfect. And you never be, will be. Honest. And nor will I, I never be. Will be. As no. I, as my eight-year-old reminds me all the time um, when I say something to him, he's like, mom, I'm not perfect. I'm eight and mistakes help me learn. <laughs> I'm like, Boy, you are so right. <laughs> yes. And it's a beautiful moment when you feel like, oh, the things I've been saying is rubbing off on my kids and now yeah. they're mirroring that back to me. It's like, I, I'm doing something right. <laughs> but you're absolutely right. I think I think any woman, any mum listening to this, and I would say that there's a lot of men and a lot of dads as well, but um, you know, I'm speaking from personal experience um, talking about mums, particularly mums who are coaches or mums who have done some personal development work and know the theory, um, know the limiting beliefs, know the um, negative self-talk. No, we, we know all that theory. We can put even more pressure on ourselves in that case, can't we? Absolutely. Um, I teach, so I teach women about their intuition, uh, which goes hand in hand with breaking free from this approval-seeking world that we're wedded to. Uh, but our intuition is, to me, it's everything. It's mm-hmm. our trust in self. It's where our self-worth is. It's, it's where everything resides. And, and when that connection is, I don't want to say the word broken, but when it's not free-flowing, when we're not trusting it, when we don't, I mean, some women don't even feel like they, they have their intuition. Mm-hmm. Life does feel clunky and hard because there's no self-trust. Like there's, and there's no, uh, no, no self-worth in the way of, you know, like I said before, the, the choices we make, the relationships that we leave, the, the, the jobs that we, you know, the businesses that we want to start, all of that. And what I love about the work that I do is it's, it's not about saying, oh, sugar, I've got all of these limiting beliefs. I'm, I'm so broken. Like there's no getting away from this. In actual fact, it's, it's saying, hey, I've got these 
beliefs. Let's go and explore them. And mm. so they're not bad to have. We all have them. Every single human on the planet has them. Yep. And we, we villainize them or we, we think they become our identity. I love um, Caroline Mace calls it woundology. We okay. allow our wounds or our past to um, become our identity. Whereas instead, if we can just say, hey, I've got this belief that I'm not good enough, let's go and explore that. Let's go and see mm. where that has come from, whether this lifetime or, or, you know, or past lifetime, who knows? And it really breaks down the, that need to be perfect. Mm. And women can finally say, yeah, I've got all these negative beliefs. Isn't that awesome? Now I know how to go and look at them and <laughs> I can see where they're playing out in all the different parts of my life. And so um, I keep my work quite lighthearted as well. Like it's deep transformative work, but we're here to have fun, right? We're here yeah. to laugh um, and here to, I guess, not make our problems less, but to make them, to make our, our what we perceive to be our problems and our issues something that we can work with, something that is a part of us, mm. something that will probably raise its ugly head for our whole lives. You know, there's not necessarily any fixing or, or getting over our problems, but it's learning to, to live with them and, and seeing where they play out in our lives. And, and in, it's in those very moments when we go, oh, hang on a second. Uh, this is my limiting belief right now, speaking. You can check yourself. Yeah. And you can say, I don't want that to rule my life right now. And it's in those moments where where the work where you can see that the work is 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 working, or you can see that all that self-exploration, all that diving in deep into your subconscious is working. And it's in that moment where you have a choice to go left or right, up or down, whichever way you're gonna go. And that's the big aha moments that I live for within myself and with my clients. I hear you 100%. And, and that was a major, major learning for me, actually, in my journey, because where I got to in my career, I just, it was when I went back to work after having Tal, Tal now being Mr. Eight, Mr. I'm not perfect, I'm eight. And um, when I went back to work after after having him, I felt stuck in the middle. I, st I felt I wasn't doing the mum job well enough because I was going to work. I wasn't doing the work job well enough because my brain was on the kids. And I just, I felt this horrible, just out of control mess of emotion. And I thought to myself that I needed to fix myself. Um, I needed to get better, if you like. And and the the eight year, we're now in our eighth year, journey from that point onwards has taught me that exactly like you said, we don't reach a point where we've got it. We don't reach a point where we're fixed, where we don't face any challenges or we don't face any limiting beliefs or we don't face any self-doubt. We don't ever reach that point, do we? Uh, well, I certainly haven't reached no. it. You know, like, there will always be something, but I guess the journey is learning exactly like you said, learning the tools, learning the questions we can ask ourselves, learning the reflection strategies to, to figure out what's going on right now and then choose a different path. I think also realising that, oh, I don't have to do it all on my own. You know, I can have a coach. I have mentors. I recommend that everyone has a mentor of some kind because we're really good at hiding stuff from ourselves. We're really good at lying to ourselves. And if oh, yeah. you have a fierce but compassionate and loving coach, they've got to have both of those. <laughs> they can call you out on it and they can say, hey, what are you doing? Yeah. What's going on here? You know, because they can see through it, right? We can't we can always see through our own bullshit. Um, <laughs> so I, I actually think that every single person and I, it should be, I would love it to be the norm. I would love for people to say, yeah, I have a coach because I don't have everything all together. Yet yeah. people come to me when their life is falling apart. Yeah. You know, the Mack trucks come and hit them not once, but twice. And they think, okay, I got to change. Something's, something has to change. I can't live like this anymore. You and I probably live more in a proactive way now 100%. where it's like, okay, I'm sliding down the rabbit hole. I need someone to just sit with me for a moment while I have my five minutes of self-pity and then 
when I'm ready, they can help me crawl back out of this hole. Exactly. And I absolutely love what you've just said there um, in as much as like crawl back out of this hole, have my moment of pity, because like I was saying before, even when you have all that theory and when it's your job or your business to help other people through that doesn't mean we don't feel it ourselves, does it? We, I feel it. You know, I had a client this morning and we got on Zoom and I said, I'm really sorry. I can't be of service to you today because I'm, I'm stressed. I'm mm. overwhelmed. I've got three kids who are trying to remote learn. And, you know, my fourth one who just wants to run around and be crazy. <laughs> and I just, a year ago, that would not have been okay with me. I would have pushed through. I would have made myself see that client. And, you know, and she completely understood. She mm. completely understood. I think in this day and age everyone's like I get it man yeah I'm sitting you know we're all on the edge of overwhelm right now (laughs) um but being able to admit hey yes I'm your coach but today I'm I'm unable to serve you because I'm in my own hole of (laughs) self-pity that to me takes a lot of courage and bravery and just to know hey I've got to take some time out Um, And I did. I went for a walk. I listened to some music. I breathed. And we spoke about that when we first met. You know, I forgot to breathe. I forgot what I was doing. I was stuck in flight or fight, that survival place. And I I can't serve the world from that place. I I can't. I'm reactive with my children from that place. Mm -hmm. So I have to pull myself back. Um, and I have a beautiful mentor who I sent a voice message to and I've got to, got to take myself out of the game for a moment, go and have a walk, a breathe and realize that I'm human and there's a lot going on right now and I'm allowed to have my, my morning off with no work. Uh, 100%. I, I think that if this last 18 months has taught us anything it's maybe brought that fact alone to light, you know, a lot more starkly, hasn't it? But in in as much as it is okay to not be okay, how many posts and how many things do we read about that? And how much do we hear? It's okay to not be okay. It's okay. Like we have to fill our cup. Like it's, I certainly hear it in my circles all the time, but I think actually believing it and actually having the courage to follow through with it is is a different thing isn't it it is and I did a really great live on it's okay to not be okay the town that so I live near near Koryong and we've experienced four suicides of young men in the past 18 months or two years which is which is sad it's really sad it's taken a toll on the town and everyone's like it's okay to be not be okay and I thought, what does that mean? Hmm. If you're telling me it's okay to not be okay, what does that mean? And I, I really sat with it for a while and I thought it, it means that if I'm not okay, then I'm not okay. And I don't have to, and this is, I think, where, where women get caught. I don't have to explain to anyone why I'm not okay. But I do need to reach out to the people that I trust and know are going to be there for me. But on the flip side, I've got to be a better friend. I have to, I have to ask my friends if they're okay. And when they're not okay, I've got to be there to support them. And the cancel culture that we live with today is killing. It's not okay to be okay because we're canceling out people's feelings. Um, And, you know, there's always, yes, there's always someone who's worse off than you. Mm. There's always someone who's going through, you know, what you might perceive as, as a, a worse time than you or a worse time than someone else. But it doesn't matter. Even if your life is quote unquote perfect, mm-hmm. you can still be having a terrible day and not be okay. Um, so I think that we need to be better friends and, mm. and better listeners. One thing I, one thing I, I'll, t- I'll give you a hot tip. <laughs> one thing that I learned in my training is to be a good listener. Yeah. Because we listen so that we know when we can interject, when we can say our piece, when we can, you know, put our spin on whatever. That's why we're listening. We're not listening just to listen. And so when I'm sitting with a friend who is going through 
a rough time, or I now do it all the time because I just love it, is before I say anything, I count to three. Mm. I do this with my clients, but I've filtered it out into my into my everyday life. And when you count to three, just one, two, three, it gives whoever's speaking an opportunity to process, self-process whatever they have shared with me, and then they'll share at a deeper level. And then I just stay with them energetically and I, I count to three again. That to me is listening. And I think that's how we can be better friends, better coaches um, and, and better listeners. I think that's fabulous. And I just found myself doing that probably a little bit too quickly still in response to what you just said there, just sitting back and, and, and really listening. I think I've said it so many times that there's a hell of a lot circling around at the moment about um, bullying in schools and teen suicide and youth mental health and, you know, how as parents and at schools we've got to do something about um, curbing bullying in schools and things. But when I look at what our adult society are doing and how they there's so much judgment. There's so much bullying um, of people in the media, of people in government, of people in royal families, of celebrities, of sports. I'm like, like we cannot as a population expect, as a civilization, expect for our kids not to absorb that um, and not to mimic that and not to replicate that. And I think taking just that moment there just to, stop and reflect before we open our mouths or start typing is such valuable advice it's you know what makes me the saddest and the most fearful about this whole um pandemic isn't and it's not the the vaccination um discussion well, well, i can't think of the word i was going to say there it's it's not the politics of it it's not the virus it's the division between us as people you are you are on one side or you're on the other side and if you're not on the right side which is my side or or you know i'm speaking as the people mm. then and and the division and that that is scary because we're not in it together mm. and you will have different beliefs to me around what the best thing is for me and for my family and so will everyone will we will all deal with it so differently and i just feel like compassion kindness and respectfulness has sort of fallen out <laughs> the bottom somewhere yeah and it, it and that's what makes me sad because because it's not okay at the moment to share your feelings your, your true feelings or your fears on what we're all experiencing which is a huge moment in history that our grandchildren will read about for you know however it plays out I've made a commitment to myself to to cho always choose love and kindness over over hatred. Mm. And, you know, I guess I also have the inside intel intuitively. I know when people are coming from from fear, you know, and we're all we're all immersed in fear at the moment. I don't care who yeah. how enlightened you are. Yeah. You know, none of us know what's going to happen. None of us know what the right thing to do is. But what we can do is just be kind to each other and say, I respect, I respect how you feel. I respect your worries. I respect your hesitancy. I respect, you know, whatever it is, please respect mine. And that's the thing, isn't it? That's the crucial part. We don't have to agree to be kind and compassionate. No. We, we don't have to no. agree. We just need to respect. And that links us really nicely back full circle to sort of where we started this part of the conversation in as much as we're never going to please everybody all the time in our business, are we? Like there's, there are always going to be people with different opinions. There are always going to be people telling us we should do something this way and we should do this and we should try that. And, and I guess the enlightened business owner, the educated, the empowered, whatever the word you want to use is, um, respects, listens, but then we rock forth our own way, don't we? We, we? we walk our own path. And I think now more than ever, being able to trust your intuition, to go within and know what the right choice is for you and for your family that to me is the most important thing right now because it's going to be different 
for me as it is for you and, and everyone else. But when you can take yourself away from the approval of others and just sit with yourself and, and that's all your intuition is, connection with self, right? Mm. Um, that's where you make empowered decisions from and it doesn't matter what other people are thinking or not. Mm. because let's be honest people are going to judge you if you do or you don't you know whenever (laughs) judgment is there it's it's being able to sink into our own empowerment and to know that the choices that we're making are choices that we're making from love and not from fear yes yeah and I love how you said about you know what's right for us and our family because um our family our situation our our greater purpose I mean that that to me that's my that's my energy source that's that's what keeps me going that's what makes me that's what brings me back to alignment that's what is my check-in what is that for you what what is it when you know shit's hitting the fan and you know things really aren't going (laughs) maybe how you want them to go what is it that brings you back to you know your core your alignment your purpose for what you're doing presence bringing myself back into the present moment because whenever we're anywhere else than right here right now we're, we're not in congruence with ourselves when we you cannot hear your intuition when you're sitting in the past or projecting into a fearful future so I always bring myself back to presence and to do mm. that I've got to chuck my phone away I need to get outside to me nature is everything yeah. you know get outside put my feet in the grass and breathe that's, mm. that's all I need to do and I will bring myself back back to center out of that flight or fight mode um you know that i mean i know i know that all of our nervous systems are totally overloaded right now (laughs) with you know everything that we're seeing so you know more than ever we need to be doing that bringing ourselves back into the moment back into the now being present with our families being out in nature and and really nurturing ourselves we could be in this pandemic for many years to come who know I mean who knows who knows where we're headed and whatever your beliefs are around that we've got to take care of ourselves and we need to nurture ourselves absolutely and, you know in terms of my business um, I've really scaled back my business this year not out of wanting to it's out of in school out of school in school out of school because my children are two of my children at school in Victoria the other ones in um, New South Wales and you know that was a journey in itself being okay with okay I don't have to be growing my business right now Mm. I've got beautiful clients Um, I've actually and I call it COVID proofing and baby proofing my business and I've taken my live um, intuition program to be more of an um, evergreen with some one-on-one time with me type program because I just think right now is not the time for me to be me personally to be growing my business and I've had to you know look at the you're a failure kind of you know thoughts that hang around there and the comparisons to other people you know all of that lovely stuff that we we work on and and it's still there (laughs) (laughs) and I'm really cool with my decision now I'm I'm really grateful Number one, that I'm my own boss and I can scale back if I want to. And number two, my kids need me because, you know, they're living through this as well. Exactly. They're out of school. They're having to remote learn. They can't see their friends. They can't play sport. Like poor Victorian children, they can't even play sport, you know. And I know that I know that New South Wales is in lockdown now too, but the Victorian kids have really suffered. Yeah. Um, and as a biz from a business point of view I know I've made the right choice for myself for now for the right now to look after it's okay to look after me you know why as women we think everyone else you know look after everyone else and I'm like I'm just looking after me because oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) and I and I have to look after me for my children exactly Exactly. And and this is something that I've spoken to clients about recently as well. In as much as, you know, we we can't 
we can't be there for our kids or our business or our clients or our husbands or our wives or anyone. We can't be there for anyone else if we're not there for ourselves. So, you know, we, we have to, if we want to be the best parent, we can be the best business owner, we can be the best, whatever, like we have to look after ourselves first, don't we? And, and I remember back in March, when we first spoke, you said something and I wrote it down. You said, you know, you, the question you ask yourself is what do I want my business to be for me? And I think that is such a powerful question. And, and, you know, it's actually quite ironic, funny, whatever way you want to look at it, that, you know, this environment that we're in right now has caused you to ask yourself that question again. But I think it's actually a really powerful question for us to be asking ourselves every few months anyway, isn't it? It's like, where are we at right now? Where am I in the grand scheme of my life goals, my business goals, my family goals? What does my business need to be for me right now? And and we tailor things for that purpose. Yeah. And I don't need to conquer the world today or this year. Um, you know, I have a baby on the way. I often ask myself why this baby wanted to join the world right now. Um, <laughs> is this but he or she is <laughs> on the way. <laughs> and, you know, I've got, I'm, I'm ne- I just turned 39. I'm nearly 40. I have, you know, hopefully another 40 years to, to conquer the world. So, you know, I've given myself permission to say, slow down. And last year I pushed myself. I pushed myself really hard. I pushed the kids really hard with remote learning. And this year, Ava, my second, hates remote learning, hates it. And I'm like wondering if that's because I, you know, I really pushed her to do it and I was pushing myself to do it and it wasn't fun. It Mm. wasn't fun. And I don't want that right now. Right now, my two eldest are out digging out a space that they're going to build their cubby house during that's our remote learning mom we're going to build a cubby house awesome I (laughs) I think that's I think that's fantastic I would much rather you be out there yeah than you know sitting on on zoom with your with they they do do some schoolwork but they want to do that that's their own initiative and I'm like go for it yeah Um, so just yeah I'm reevaluating I think we all have to, I think we've all reevaluated our lives um, anyway Yeah. With, with the lockdowns and depending on where you are in, a, in the world, the lockdowns have been very, very different. Victoria has suffered greatly yeah. and it's really made me think, you know, where, what, what am I going to do right now? Um, I still love my business though. And sometimes I'm a little bit sad that I'm not working on it as much as I want to. Um, but I also trust the process. Exactly. Sometimes you got to let go and surrender. And I wish surrendering was easy, but it's so hard. <laughs> <laughs> but once we can let go and surrender and say, okay, it's amazing what the universe shows you. So, you know, I'm, that's sort of where I'm sitting right now. I love that. I love that. And something that I, that I ask every guest and you you may have touched upon it already in in that response there is I like, I, I am really curious about what people's non-negotiables are. What are those things that you absolutely have to do to ensure that you as a business owner and, you know, your business as an entity is operating effectively. Um, and I mean, I, I'd have to go out there on a limb and suggest probably that that reflection, that surrendering, that um, assessing where things are at is, is going to be a big part of it. But what else, is there anything else that you as a business owner have to do, standards you've set for yourself to keep yourself acting optimally? <laughs> <laughs> long question Not, <laughs> I couldn't get my words yeah, out yeah it is no, it's good. <laughs> non-negotiably my business doesn't work if if me as a as a person emotionally physically spiritually isn't working yeah and you know it it's pushing shit uphill if I'm out of congruence if if I'm personally not doing well and so the, the non-negotiables are me I mean my business is me right mm. I'm not selling a beautiful, sometimes I think, oh, I should just find something really pretty and cute. Like there are those baby clothes oh, <laughs> they sell themselves. The amount of times but, I thought that. I wish I had a pretty thing to take <laughs> photos of for Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Or I could like make amazing jewelry or as an artist, but no, yeah. no. 
you know, my service is to show women, hey, you are a badass. Let's break free from this chains of this world. But I have it, it, my non-negotiables are me. Yeah. You know, and that's sitting in, in contemplation, sitting in, in meditation, just sitting in silence with myself. And that's really hard when you've got kids because, you know, I don't know about you, but when I go to the toilet, the kids are like, what are you doing, mom? Yep. Are you doing a poo or a wee? And I'm like, does it matter? <laughs> but oh, I do take that time. I do take that time. And, you know, one of the biggest things that I've learned on my journey is that I can't be spiritual and intuitive and, you know, all all of that in one moment when, you know, at 5 a.m. when I get myself out of bed so that I can have that freedom time. It's actually all the time. It's in everything that we do. Every every thought, every um, word that we speak, every action, actually we are spiritual beings having a human experience and integrating what I need into my family life has been, excuse me, one of the biggest lessons that I've learned because mm. it's exhausting trying to be two different people, spiritual Brie and the stressed out mum Brie, you know, <laughs> let's bring them together <clears throat> and be to be one Brie. Um, and that has had a flow on effect with the kids, you know, yeah. the, the family unit and all of those things. Oh, I think it's, it's, it's such a, I love it. It's such a fascinating conversation. I, I thought this back when we first met back in March. I'm like, I could just talk to you for ages. I love it. <laughs> but I am conscious of your time. How can people find out more about you, get in touch with you, find out more about your services and courses? Yeah, so I'm on Facebook and Instagram, probably like most people. Mm. Uh, my Instagram handle is Bree Intuitive because I think I'm really clever. <laughs> Um, but I'll send you the, the links to that. And really what I love to do if people are interested in exploring their intuition or just breaking free from those thoughts that plague their mind is to just reach out and have a chat with me so that I can explain to you how I work and, and for you to ask me any questions. Because, you know, choosing a mentor is not choosing a cute baby outfit out of the catalogue. Yep. It's, it's much deeper than that. And it's creating that <clears throat> or having that relationship, having that, that resonance. And of course, you know, mums and people in breaking down relationships, all those glorious things that I've been through, you know, tend to be the medicine that I offer in this world. So yeah. that's how I love to bring new people into my business is just through conversation and, and for, so that they can know that yes, Bree is the right person to work with. Yeah. I love that. And, and, and I'll post all the, all your contact links and everything in the show notes to this episode. So anyone listening who's curious can just jump into the show notes and all those links will be there. So that will be very, very easy. Now, before yeah, you go, definitely. I do want to fire some quick fire questions at you if you are up <clears throat> for that. <laughs> Absolutely. Alrighty, let's do this. Tell us about a book that you believe everyone needs to read. One book that I absolutely loved let me think I've read so many you know I started my journey off with um books from like with Brene Brown yeah and I what I loved about her book especially Braving the Wilderness is just that it's really it's thought-provoking and you can see where you know you're sitting in your addictions or you can see like where how shame and guilt are really playing a part in your life and I think it's a quite a soft entrance into that that personal development world mm. um so anything by Brene Brown plus she's funny I love her voice I, I listen to audiobooks because I've got four kids and I don't have time to read oh yeah <laughs> with you there <laughs> um but yeah Braving the Wilderness by Brene Brown is a beautiful book I loved it oh fabulous so that's not one I've read actually I've read um some of her other ones so I'll have to go check that one out <laughs> what about yeah. a song what's a favorite song of all time and why I have many, many, many favorite songs, but my my teacher um, who taught me all about intuition and um, and who I mentor with now, Ricky Jane Adams, she introduced me to a song. It's a it's a it's Vivaldi. It's a it's a instrumental piece. Okay. Um, I can't even think of what it's called. It's just in my phone, but it's that song when I listen to it. And because I listen to it with intention, it just brings me out of flight or fight mode, brings me into the moment. 
into that heart congruent space and I'm just like oh the world is good <laughs> yeah I've got this <laughs> yeah I love many many songs that I sing but that song there I guess has a just has a way of just bringing me back to to I guess you know what it brings me back to the moment brings me back, yeah. back to presence and any tool or anything that we can have that helps us do that especially right now I think is super important and quickly but we need it yeah. now <laughs> what about a quote a quote that's um, changed your life um my my teacher Ricky Jane Adams she always says what if there is no problem Ooh. what if there is no problem and it is a it's very very she has, a, she has it tattooed on her arm that's how powerful it is for her but when you when you know when the world's falling down something's happened and you can just go okay what if there is no problem it allows you to sink back into the curiosity of it like mm -hmm. okay maybe there is no problem maybe this is what I need you know maybe this is that surrender word that we love you know maybe this is me letting go I love that okay we're going to get more practical now just before we finish up tell <clears throat> us about a piece of tech app or a bit of software that you couldn't do without in your business only one <laughs> <laughs> I know right <laughs> um Apart from the usual suspects that I think we all use, like Canva um, and things like that, I really love Asana. I don't mm. know if you use Asana, but I just get to put I, all of my ideas and my posts and I have a VA and everything goes in there, um, you know, my launches for my programs every or and even every link because every week we do a new subject in my program, all the links, everything's there and it's just... That's so easy. So I'm going to say Asana. You are not alone. I would say probably I'm going to have to go back and count them. I reckon maybe half, at least half of this first season's worth of these conversations, people have said Asana. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow. It is very, it's very popular. Good then. <laughs> I need to jump on and see if they've got an affiliate marketing program. The amount of times we've mentioned Asana through this podcast. <laughs> Absolutely. Leave us with a life hack. I think the best, and I've, I've touched on this many times through this podcast, the best, and I don't know if it's a hack, but I'm going to make it one. Oh, yeah. The best thing you can do for yourself when you're feeling stressed, overwhelmed, angry, in an argument, whatever it is, is to just breathe. And mm. I don't mean shallow breath breathing. I mean, close your eyes, make your belly, you know, breathe into that belly, make it as big as you can, let out a big sigh. And if you need to walk away and just take a moment for yourself, take it because, gosh, that can change everything, especially in an argument when you're overwhelmed or, you know, when you're overwhelmed and nothing's happening and you can't get the thing in the thing and you break it. Like it just, just, okay, I'm walking away. You can walk away really angry. You can walk away and you can cry. You can walk away, do whatever you want, but just bringing yourself back into presence and just, shaking it off oh shaking's really good too you can just literally shake oh, it all away there's no there's no video here but we can see each other shaking we can see each other shaking and uh, um, it and it, it works it's like it's it's like that that you know that stress cycle that we have we don't complete it animals uh, when a deer is being chased by a lion and then they play dead and then they like they live they literally shake it off they yep. shake it off and they get on living and like that's what we don't do Mm. So I think, you know, knowing, knowing like, hey, that's kind of getting a bit overwhelming right now, but my emotions are getting too big. I got to walk away and just walking away, taking those breaths and just coming back to yourself. I love yeah. it. I am a massive, massive advocate of those belly breaths. And let, let's add oh, the yeah. shake it off to, to the end of it too. Yeah. I think that's fabulous. <laughs> thank you so much for your time. I really, really appreciate it. And as I said before, all of your contact links and details will be in the show notes to this episode. So anyone who's curious to find out more or get in touch with you can do so very easily. Thank you so much. Beautiful. Thank you. And thank you for popping my podcast, Cherry. This is the first podcast that I've been a guest on, which Yay. I'm really excited about. And tomorrow oh. I'm actually recording my first podcast that I'm doing with a friend so it's oh. been a fun learning experience as well 
Fabulous. <laughs> Very exciting. Well, you have to let us know what that is when it all launches and goes live. Yeah, definitely will. Thank you. And that's a wrap for episode number 23, which is our penultimate conversation of season one. What did you love about that one? As ever, I found the whole conversation packed with wisdom, but I think if I had to sum it up, these would be my key takeaways. Firstly, Brie slipped in what I believe is a bloody fantastic self-reflection question when she was talking about that aimless scrolling through social media. She said, what am I numbing from? What am I numbing from? Everything we do, we do for our benefit, even if our conscious self then beats ourselves up for it. So the fact is, if, if we're procrastinating, if we're putting off doing something by binge watching Netflix or scrolling through reels or TikTok or whatever it is that we're doing, we are getting something from it. So it pays to stop and reflect. What am I benefiting from this? What am I getting from this? What am I numbing from? What am I putting off? What am I scared of? When we ask ourselves these questions, we start to uncover those beliefs that we might then choose to challenge so that we can clear the way for ourselves to move forward. Now, the second standout for me was when Bree spoke about us not being able to tap into our intuition with our head in the past or constantly worrying about the future. And this is something that I personally resonate with right now in terms of my decision to launch the Real Life Business Hub. Now, the hub is something I'll talk about in just a moment, but it is a business decision that I am well and truly trusting my gut on. Worrying about things that haven't even happened yet is only going to stall my momentum. And so I think it's great advice to stay in the present when making business decisions, especially right now. Now, I will just qualify that. I'm not saying that we should just act on a whim and go with our gut and do whatever the hell we want to do. You know, obviously, there's some due diligence. Obviously, there's some, some planning and some thinking ahead that we need to do. But what I'm talking about is when that goes too far and when we start dwelling on issues that haven't even happened yet and trying to cross every T and dot every I before we even start something, that's when things can start to become a bit unstuck. So I think that's a really, really important reminder um, that is going to serve us long term. So then finally for me, and, and another timely reminder, and one that I actually talk to a lot of my one-on-one -on -one clients about as well, is remembering to look after ourselves. How many times has this come up this season? remembering to look after ourselves. It is so important. And, you know, now more than ever, I think it's even more challenging for us to do that. You know, those of us that have got kids at home, we're concerned about them. We're thinking about them and our learning. Those of us with employees are worrying about whether we're going to have enough work to continue to be able to pay their wages. And we've got so many other things and so many other people that we're thinking about right now. But we have to remember that, and we've all heard this before, we cannot pour from an empty cup. We simply can't. Put it in the analogy of your car. If your car fuel tank is empty, however furiously you sit there stamping your foot on the accelerator pedal, it is not going to move. It is going to cough, it is going to splutter, and ultimately it's probably going to stuff the engine. I don't know much about cars, but you know the car will not move with no fuel in the tank. And we need to think of our bodies in exactly the same way. So to be the best parent, to be the best business owner, to be the best boss, to be the best partner, to be the best whatever we want to be, we need to take that time to stop. However counterintuitive it may feel, we need to take that time to stop and do something for ourselves. Now that something is going to look different for all of us. You know, we're not all meditation and journaling people and that's fine. Self-care and wellness and looking after ourselves doesn't mean forcing ourselves to, to do yoga or journaling if that's not the thing for us. So what I say is find that thing that energizes you and do that. You know, I was having a conversation with a client just this morning who's given herself the challenge to learn to do the forward splits. I mean, how freaking awesome is that? You know, it's just one little thing for us to do as individuals to 
challenge ourselves to set our minds to you know you might want to clean out your pantry you might want to organize your wardrobe you might want to do a hit cardio workout every day or go for a walk or sit in the sun and have a cup of tea whatever it is find the thing that energizes you and make sure you do that every day to make sure you're recharging your battery so you can be the best that you can be I've hinted at it a few times I mentioned some exciting news The momentum behind real life business, as I've said before, has really taken me by surprise. And when I started my coaching business back in 2017, I called it Reignite Performance Coaching because making that decision at that time reignited my energy. It reignited that fire in my belly, that desire, that drive to to do something, to move forward, to achieve something. Now, at that time in my life, I felt like I'd lost that. If you've seen the kids' movie Trolls, you know when they don't have all their color, when all their color drains and they turn gray because they haven't had enough hugs? That's how I felt. I felt like I was walking around in a shell of myself. I felt gray. And when I made the decision to completely change careers and start a coaching business, I felt that energy come back. I felt that color creep back in. And that fire in my belly is well and truly back now when I think about real life business and how it's helping people. And I know it's helping people from all the emails, all the messages on Insta and all the things that people are saying. I really do appreciate your comments and your feedback. It really does give me energy. So thank you. Now, what I have decided to do and what I am thrilled to announce is the launch of the Real Life Business Hub. Now, what the hub is, it's a unique blend of my 15 plus years business and finance experience as an accountant and a business coach. So it's a self-paced online, practical online course for how to build a sustainable, profitable business. But there's heaps of those out there. There are heaps of those out there. So what makes this different is there's a blend of personal development, mindset and wellness, as well as community. So you've got in the hub, you have got practical, tangible, building a business program. You've also got personal development and you've also got the community aspect because let's face it, this is something we've heard time and time again through this season as well. We cannot achieve things alone. We are so much better when we are surrounded by people in the same mindset as us, people who are driven to build a sustainable, profitable business that meets the needs of their lifestyle without taking over their life. That is what I want this hub to encompass. I want it to be a community of like-minded business owners striving for the same thing. So you've got a step-by-step framework for how to build and grow your sustainable, profitable business. You've got all the mindset and personal development stuff to help you clear the shit that's going to come up along the way, to clear those stories, to challenge those beliefs like Brie was talking about in this conversation. Then you've got the added element of community because let's face it, we really have... That has been a repeated theme that has come through these podcast conversations. When we are in a community of like-minded people, it really helps lift us up and carry us along, particularly in those days when we're feeling a bit down. And you've also got access to me. The hub is going to include bi-monthly group coaching sessions with me. So any questions about the content, any challenges of stuff that's coming up for you right now, anything you want to bounce, any crazy ideas you've got that the people around you are trying to tell you is is just crazy and woo-woo and out there, but you know deep down in your belly that there's something in it. Bounce them with this like-minded community. That is what the hub is going to be all about. Maybe you've lost that fire in your belly in regard to your business, particularly at the moment. Maybe you've lost all energy and enthusiasm. Maybe you're keen to to pivot and build in some more resilience by bringing in new income streams. Maybe you've reached a point where 
you know you need to grow, but that means getting serious and that means maybe bringing on staff and that's bloody scary, or it is. The hub could be just the thing that you need to get you over this blip and get you moving in the direction that you want to be to make sure you have a business that is servicing your life rather than a business that is taking over your life. So if you're curious to find out more, I will post a link in the show notes to this episode. There'll also be a a link on my Facebook and my Insta. So if you follow me there, you'll find the link there. Or you can simply message me and just say, hey, Claire, tell me a bit more about the hub. I really want to know. And I will make sure that you have all the information that you need so that you are taken care of. Alrighty then, time for me to wrap up. Thank you again for lending me your ears as always. Make sure you're subscribed on your podcast app of choice so that you never miss a new episode when it drops and be sure to share this episode with someone in your network if you believe that they need to hear it. Don't forget to sign up for the Real Talk mail list In the link to that is in the show notes to this episode as well and I will be back in your ears really soon. Until then, bye-bye.